Hi, I'm Peter and welcome to What's on Your Mind, your podcast about selling, mindset and personal growth. And today I give you Tom Husson and Tom is a 20-year-old young guy with the wisdom of a person of 19 years old. He's going to talk about how important personal growth and self-development is for him and where he gets ideas to start his own company about artificial intelligence and what his real purpose is in life and with his company, by the way. I can assure you, this is a person who thinks very big and very bold, something we can learn from. I really, really, really like Tom, his personality. He was, by the way, introduced and referred to Gerrit Sarens, which Gerrit was referred to me by Tom Deckers. And Tom Deckers is already in conversation available, and there will be also a conversation with Gerrit available. Enjoy this fantastic conversation with Tom Husson. Thanks and bye-bye. Welcome to What's on Your Mind with Peter Snowart. Every week a guest talks about his or her story, and that story can inspire you to change your own. Here's Peter. This is how we're starting this, right? That's how you... Yes, 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 yes. We've been... The recording the button is red. <laughs> so we, we greet each other and then we get started, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Now, you just mentioned something about the truth. And I saw on your LinkedIn that you... Uh, I was not aware of that. That you actually gave a, um, a TEDx mm-hmm. in, in Ghent about music and the absolute and relative truth yep i'm curious what what is that so where did you get where did you get that all right well okay well we're diving deep straight away uh yeah i mean so my relationship with the truth started i think when i was about five or six years old uh so my parents divorced when i was four okay and around five, obviously, like you go to one and the other and all of a sudden, like you hear different versions of the truth, but you don't know that there are different versions of the truth. And so um, it was like, you know, all sorts of things where, where my dad would say things and my mom would say things and I would be like confused. I remember just being confused about like, is there, is one of my parents lying to me? Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And um later on i I just started like grappling with that idea of well there's different perspectives on the same truth uh and luckily like i mean the 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 divorce was rough it was a very rough divorce i was the oldest child within the within the the uh within the marriage um so it's me and my brother and um yeah there was just a lot that i took in and tried to you know protect my brother in a way as well through Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, my relationship with the truth really evolved to, I didn't want to choose one parent or the other. Like there, that was not my choice to make. Uh, but they still were giving me very conflicting and even like perpendicular versions of a, a similar truth. Uh, like very concretely one, you know, saying uh, certain things about, you know, like a money situation and another. And like, I was, I was eight. I didn't know what, what the heck was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that music really came into my life and I had all these emotions that I couldn't voice either because they got received in very different manners by well, my dad and then my mom and then it didn't make any sense. There was no thread uh, within it until I realized that there is actually an absolute truth that we, we can't reach. Like as humans, we, we cannot possibly grasp that absolute truth. 
Okay. The only way that we can connect to it in a way is by, I, I think, like energy or whatever. And that's why I love music so much is because you can, you can express things in ways that you feel make sense. You don't, mm. you're, it's not about knowing that they make sense. It's about feeling that they make sense. And they really like, there's a, a certain, yeah, like catalytic experience about, about, you know, like hearing a good song in the right moment, in the mm. right thing when you need that emotion going. And so I really started thinking about, well, okay, well, first of all, you know, the closer you are to an absolute truth, the, the better your heuristic about life is in a sense. Like, for example, like we create these avatars, like, you know, like um, Ernest Becker. I don't know, if, have you ever read his book, Denial of Death? Nope. Anyway, brilliant book. Uh, in that book, he talks about character as a vital lie and how literally like we construct avatars as human beings to keep making sense of the overwhelming world around us, like the absolute truth that we live in. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that sense, we all have like this, um, yeah, perspective we create, these heuristics we set up, uh, like, for example, oh, well, you know, that's my mom. That's the avatar that I relate to as my mom. Isn't that, isn't that a mental construct which we need to survive? And sometimes people Absolutely. also call it, or is it a part of our ego? And, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's all, all that. It's for sure like ego and, as well. And we think we think that we are that. Yeah, we are, we exactly. are that mental no, we're construct. We're not. We're not. It's a it's a it's a tool that we can use in 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 you know like our environment. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's how I really came up, like started to realize like that interplay and how you know there can be different per perpendicular visions to one story. Even like for example, if I you know if we I don't know I'm, I'm, I'll take an example here. Uh, this. You know, I, this is the first thing I, I got. Like, let's say, you know, I, I call my grandma. I'm like, hey, grandma, I have this thing in front of me. Uh, and it, it has, like, numbers on the front. And then I'll give you the phone. And then, uh, you know, you're going to tell my grandma, no, actually, the numbers are in the back. Like, who's right? Like, my grandma's going to be like, are there two different objects or is it the same object? Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, you know, there can and there's power, actually, in combining relative perspectives. So understanding what an absolute truth is versus a relative truth is so key to being, I mean, being successful at, you know, navigating the world or, 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 you know, trying to work with what, what you have in a sense. Uh, and so that's something that I really tried to capture in that, that, that TED talk through like, you know, music in the end is it's one source, but it's a different perspective for everybody like yeah. especially with emotions like that it i don't know what your kind of sad is or i don't know what your kind of happy is yeah. i you know you tell to me like hey this is my kind of happy or this is my kind of sad but it still will be my projection of what i feel yeah. when i'm sad and i will project it onto you yeah and so in that sense it does connect us very yeah. profoundly right. uh, and it and music in a sense is you know an undisputable absolute truth because we, we're not going to fight over whether the numbers are on the front or on the back. It's just like, you know, music is for you what it is for you, and it is yeah. for me what it is for yeah. me. Yeah. And you, can, you even can go further. I mean, when a certain artist has created a song, he, who played that song with some kind of intensity, vibration, energy, and then somebody else is going to play that song, and I mean, literally on an instrument, 
with her or his intensity vibration energy, it's going to radiate a different kind of energy. And, yeah, and that is for me, um, how do you say that? I can literally feel if there's a band playing a song, they're playing from their heads. So they're literally just playing notes or they're really connecting to a song and they, they are transforming their energy, their emotions towards the audience to you know, whatever, the people who are sitting, standing, whatever there. And um, yeah, I'm also a magician. So I understand completely um, what you are saying. And I find it actually, it's very, you, you cannot put it into words um, because there are only 12 notes. Um, but yeah, you can, how do you say that? And a lot, you know that also, a lot of songs are, are based on the same chord progressions. Yeah. And still, you can create something new based yeah. on what, what you are feeling. And I found that, yeah, I don't know. And also the, 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 the symbolic of music itself. If you look at music, I mean, a lot of people see life, the, the end of life, death, as the final thing. So they focus on getting retired and then they're going to enjoy life. But I don't play I, or I don't play or I don't listen music for the final chord. I listen to the music while the music is playing. So this means I have the first first and the first chorus, then the, the second uh, verse and then the second chorus. I mean, the goal of the song is the song, but not the final chord of the song. It's the same mm -hmm. with life. So it's that yeah. it's always about that here and right now. And yeah, that literally music can transport you. I wouldn't call it into another dimension, but yeah. Uh, and in, indeed, eh, it can it can alter your state immediately. Eh? I mean, yeah. when I listen sometimes to some 90s Radiohead or Smashing Pumpkins, immediately I can feel the the negative, depressive, yeah, vibe of these people who are therein. And if I live and then listen to, for instance, uh, some kind of funk record, I, I am completely in another state. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, and, and, but you never chose to become a real full-time musician because you, you make records, eh? And you... Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, obviously, I had that fight with my mom, for sure. Uh, you know, at one point, I was like, I'm going for music. There was also a girl involved that was like, you know, she's like, I'm going to go to this music school. Come with me. I was like, yes, please. Um, but uh, my mom, and I think rightfully so, very rightfully so, uh, said like, no, don't, don't go. Like, you'll, like, what I love about music, for me, it's this, it's a channeling mechanism, but I need things to channel. And if I would focus on music 100% of the time, it would be like a, a negative feedback loop in a sense of like, I don't really have things to channel anymore. And I, and that's why I love what I do now as well, because it, it really, I can, you know, I can come home from a day of like, you know, do, talking, you know, all these things and, and meeting new people and, you know, trying to come up with new concepts for different organizations and all that. And then I can come home and I, you know, I close my door. I'm like sitting in my room and I just disappear into my music and like kind of, you know, make sense of the day through that and help yeah. me like flush down the day. Yeah. Um, 
And so music plays in that role in my life, but it wouldn't be the same if I would be like a full-time musician. That being said, um, I'd love to like do a world tour or stuff like that for sure. Like that's one of my goals for sure. Me too. Let's, I, let's I, go dinner. Let's yeah, play. yeah, yeah. But you I, play I, at against uh, the Fifth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, if Chris Martin would call me, I quit my job and I'm gone. Chris Are Martin. Yep. But hey, I mean. It's not that I'm such a big uh, Coldplay fan, but when I saw the documentary about their band, I was really like, damn. And I saw them live and they were amazingly tight. And I like the combination of guitars, drums, and electronics. I really love it. And a good melody. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and, I, and they, they bring such positive energy. It's, it's, uh, <sighs> it's uh, yeah. And it's, I, especially when, after the first uh, CD or record, they wanted, they had to fire the drummer. And uh, because of the producer said he's not good enough technically and blah, 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 they did. And they tried with some studio session musicians and uh, <laughs> it wasn't the same, it wasn't the same vibe. Was it? And, and was then- it that they... Yeah. No, sorry, sorry. And, and, then, and then they brought back the drummer, who is still the drummer today, so and they brought him back and that was actually uh yeah uh, the start of, of, of something and uh i think i mean if you hear and drum i'll fix you like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, it's amazing i remember that concert in brussels they start with the drums with the bass pounding you, you immediately feel that they're just the drums you can feel that oh yeah this is going to be amazing this is it's uh yeah, it's uh, yeah. So the world, the world tour, let's do it. All right, I'm down. Let's go. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. What we'll do. Um, now I'm going to jump to something else. Um, All right. Personal growth, personal development. I mean, mm -hmm. you're 24. I've known you now for like three, three, three weeks or something, and um, yeah. I discovered that we share the same love for personal development, which is in Belgium. Yeah, especially in the business we're in, it's still seen as, I wouldn't say fluffy woofy, but, or La La Land, it's, I mean, if you talk about personal development, if you go even further to the things like meditation and then universe, universe and alignment, then they're like, we're lost. What the hell are you talking about? Intuition, like, where did you get that obsession? Where did you get so young the key to everything that's really working on yourself uh, and on the personal development? Where, where did you get that? Um, I think what, what comes to mind is necessity is a matter of all invention, right? Uh, and I think it, for me, was an, it was a necessary thing. At some point, um, I was, I've had like, you know, smack in my face after smack in my face uh it, i think the, the there was there was like a big period obviously like you know my parents divorce had really like formed me very very uh, the, the, was that a very traumatic experience then it wasn't traumatic because what, i was four but it was just that um there was a whole lot of weight on my shoulders i felt because you actually uh, were parenting your brother that's what it felt like uh, a lot of the time, yes. Uh, but it, at the same time, not because, you know, 
my, my mom and my dad are tremendous parents. I don't have anything to reproach them. It's just like they would not communicate. Um, and so all the communication would happen through me. And so I uh, ended up like having, um, you know, to deal with stuff that I wasn't just ready for. And so I've always felt that I had to be a lot older than I was at every age. And then at some point I decided, well, I just graduated high school. I was like, I'm out. So I decided I'm going to go travel. Uh, and I went to work in a restaurant for six months. I worked like, like 70 hours a week. And then on the side, I did fundraisers. I was like, I need to get away. And so I started traveling then. And I traveled for, I was going to travel for six months uh, with an organization called Up With People, yep. where we would do like music and then, um, you know, do volunteering. It was awesome. Um, and then I ended up, you know, uh, working there, but then like stuff went kind of down a drain, down a drain in, in a sense of, um, you know, I got fired there for like, I think very stupid reasons. Uh, basically I had sex with somebody I wasn't supposed, I mean, uh, this, she, she, it was consensual. <laughs> it's going to sound bad. Uh, but it was like, you know, it was something that shouldn't have happened, uh, or, or shouldn't have been a reason to fire somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, that was a big smack in the face. And I think in, in, in general, like I don't like, you know, when, when a, a situation is presented in a way where I, I'm, I can't do anything about it. Uh, and also like I gave everything to that, that organization. Like I gave, I gave them everything. Like, you know, I was working so hard. I was, you know, creating an app for them on the side. Um, yeah, I mean, it was so, so much. Um, and then- um, You were disappointed then. I was so disappointed. I was so like, even now I still get kind of like, you know, off balance from that because I like, yeah, there were so many people that were doing what I was doing. And I was like, literally I've been living like a freaking priest in those like nine months. Uh, and then one night I had like, you know, a glass of wine, met a girl in a club and we went away. And apparently that uh, girl was also a, a host mom for one of the participants in the uh, organization. I had no idea she was a host mom, but uh, apparently, I mean, that's a whole other crazy story. Um, but it was just like a whole set of coincidences, but we talked about this, right? Yeah, There's yeah. No but there was so many things that had to be in place. Like for example, one of the things was, um, you know, we came home, uh, me and the girl to her house, and I put my uh, hat on the table and put my keys in there. Keys in the, in, in, I thought, in, in my hat. Uh, and anyway, we went upstairs, did our thing, whatever. Uh, and then when I wanted, wanted to go back down again, I grabbed my hand and I grabbed what I thought were my keys, but they were her keys. So when I got to my place again, like I realized, like, oh, she has her keys, I can't get in there. And so I had to go back. And so the, the participants saw me and they had to see me and then they reported that and that you know, you know, the, the management, which I understood as well, was like, well, we can't really, you know, we have to fire you. Like, you know, there's, we know there's people that don't, haven't gotten caught, but since you got caught, I mean, we have to fire you. And I was like, that's so unfair because there's so many people that have been doing those things. Of course. Anyway, anyway, uh, that was, that was the point here is the disappointment, not necessarily the story. But was that then uh, a trigger? Was that then a trigger that, um, how do you say that? That you didn't want to play the victim role and you were like, what are, what are, what, what are, what is the meaning of all these synchronicities happening to me? What is the meaning? Yeah, what is the lesson behind this? Exactly. The thing is that 
after that, I was I, I came home in a state of a state of mind. I was devastated. I was like on the floor. Um, then I was like, okay, well, I have six more months before school starts. What am I going to do? I had like a thousand euros in the bank. A ticket to Australia was 800. Uh, so I bought a ticket to Australia and just one way and went to Australia. I was like, I'm going to spend six months there. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to arrive, going to see. And I arrived with quite a bit of self-confidence. I was like, okay, well, you know, I've done this traveling thing. You know, I've, I've got quite some stories to tell. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to make friends quickly. I know how to do this. So I arrived. You know, first days are awesome. First week, awesome. Um, and then um, at some point, um, there's this profound rejection that happens uh, because, you know, I, I was alone and I was still not feeling 100%, but I was pretending to feel 100% in a way. You were running uh, away from your own emotions. Yep, 100%. 100%. I was not dealing with them whatsoever. I was pretending to be this person. And then I got, um, you know, rejected, you know, in a way I met this person and I really liked this person. And I told that person that I really liked them and really want to spend more time with them. And they were like, uh, yeah, no, not going to happen. And so that made like my whole self-confidence crumble more and more because also I spent two months on a farm all by myself, had way too much time to overthink everything. Um, and then I went just deeper and deeper and deeper. And then um, I traveled basically all by myself with zero self-confidence and zero self-love. And so I, you know, at some point I was just very, I was scared to talk to people even. I, I, I didn't think I was worth their time or I didn't mm -hmm. think I was worth. And so at one point I was like, like well, shit fuck, this is not a place that I want to stay at. Like, what the heck am I doing? And then I found this book uh, called Looking Out for Number One, uh, which was a, a book that was like 30 years old. And I started reading it because I had nothing else to do. And I just started reading and, and piece by piece, it was like making sense to me. It was like, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. Yeah, I am running away from my emotions. Yeah, I, I don't believe I'm worthy at all of anything whatsoever. And so... You know, I start doing these things to kind of build up my confidence. I, I start writing this business plan of, of, a, of a, an app idea I've always had. And piece by piece, like I, I start, you know, really getting addicted to that feeling of growing and that feeling of like, oh, you can get out of this. And there are things that you can do to redirect your energy. And then I, I came uh, onto Mind Valley, uh, yeah. which, we, which we both yeah. love. And that really opened up so much for me. Like, you know, hearing Vision talk about like all these, 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 these things that you can do just by yourself, inward thinking, not, you know, you just need a pen and paper and just need to sit down and write, for example, like your goals. And I was like, shit, yeah, what are my goals? Like, what, what do I want to do? And, that, and, and then from there, it really just started like, you know, I started taking everything into my own hands. And I was like, this is the last time that I'm ever going to be this low. Um, I'm, I'm all, you know, I wrote down at that point, 27 life lessons. And I, I wrote it down. It was like 27 life lessons at, at 21 years old. If you want, I still have it. I can send it to you. And on the top, on the top, on the in big, the first thing I wrote down is like, um, unconditional self love is, is key. Like you need to learn to love yourself unconditionally because, you know, Many of these things happened like when I was drunk and I was like, how can you be so dumb? How can you yeah. be so stupid? Yeah. And like, what the heck? And like, I hated myself almost. I yeah. couldn't look myself in the mirror yeah. when I thought about those things. I also did all these stupid things. And 
at the end, it looked at, at the outer worlds, I was pretty cool and it's, it, it looked me, yeah, I would say popular. But really deep inside, I felt really empty. Then I had the partying, drinking, uh, women, things like that. I, uh, it, I, 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 I took pride of that rock and roll identity, but it made me fucking miserable. I felt miserable. And it's indeed, it's indeed that, that unconditional self-love. Once you start to realize it's about you, and it's about loving yourself, not running away from your emotions, but also something else you just said. I also stepped into the trap um, of overthinking and thinking that the thinking would solve my problems, which were caused by thinking. You understand? Yeah. And when you realize that thinking is just a, a minimal part, which, can, which is a good thing, eh? but is a servant. It's the intuition, the creativity, the heart, the gut. That is where your supercomputer is and who you really, really, really are. And once you start digging into that mental construct called ego, which has nothing wrong with ego, but it's just not you. And once you start to get the hang of that thing that it, that is not you, it's just something, it's a mask you are wearing and you can wear lots of masks, but if you're going to run away from your emotions and you're going to pile it up and at a certain point of time, it's going to come back to you and it's going to bring you in all such sorts of uh, stupid situations. At some point you go rock bottom and then you have to you have the opportunity to build yourself up from the ground and then something magical is happening. Then you're going to meet wonderful people like you that, yeah, that you're like, how in the hell and is that possible? Eh? You were talking about coincidence. There is no such a thing as a coincidence. It just doesn't exist. Eh? It's, it's more like attracting energies, people, uh, because you just look differently at things. And it's really that, that it's, it's really from living very unconsciously to living a very conscious life. This means really, what are you eating? What are you feeding your mind with? Uh, who are the people you hang out with? Eh? Um, these are going to really determine the, yeah, the, your, I wouldn't say your quality of your life. And also the, 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 the level of, of struggling. A lot of people think, uh, especially in business, you have to struggle, you have to work very hard. Yeah, if you believe that, these kind of limiting beliefs, yeah, you're going to struggle a lot. I don't believe in that anymore. Of course, I work hard because I enjoy it. Yeah, that's but, different. Yeah. But, 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 but to struggle? Now, I mean, you said unconditional self-love is number one. What is the number two, three, and four, and five? Because I'm really curious. Yeah, about I have to, to rethink because it's been, it's been a long time since but, I, but, I wrote things, it down. Things that you, from the intuition, from the gut, what is coming yeah, on to from, you? From my gut. I think a very big one, um, and I think I've been doing this as well, is to be confidently vulnerable. I think that is, that is such a key. Uh, like blind confidence leads you nowhere. Confident vulnerability shows strength. And... Um, I think that, yeah, that, that's been such a, a big one for me in, in, you know, just, just also helping that self-love in a sense of like understanding that, you know, if, if, 
is this really what I'm feeling? Yes. Then why the heck would I be afraid of sharing that? Because that is just genuinely what I'm feeling. Why would I try to hide that from anybody? Why would I, you know, try to change the story? Why would I, you know, try to make me look better or whatever? Like everybody messes up. Everybody fucks up. So being confident in that vulnerability is what is going to, or what has given me actually often, uh, I think maybe even like a, a, a place of, of leadership where there are people that look and are like, I, I can be safe within this because this yeah. guy shares, shares his things. And it's not that he doesn't care what you think. It's just that it is what it is. Like, what am I going to change about it? Yeah. Um, and so sharing that and then working with that creates an environment of, of emotional um, safety, emotional, safety. emotional safety. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's what you need to have a super performing peak performance team, emotional safety. That's the most important thing because people see you as a leader, but as a leader, it doesn't mean you cannot be vulnerable. And it's that vulnerability who is really connecting people. And it's, I mean, nobody likes perfection. It just doesn't exist. It's fake. It's shallow. Yeah. And it creates an atmosphere where everything can be talked about. There are no taboos. And yeah, you can make mistakes. You can be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. And I think that is, for a lot of people, a challenge still today if i look at you what you're saying on your you're 24 i mean i'm 45 i'm so amazed of the wisdom you that the, the things you're saying if i had known that i'm 24 i mean my life would be uh, different now a question all these things that happened to you um which yeah felt like disappointments i mean right now if you look back do you see them as gifts as kind of a wake-up call that you need to do experience that in order to be who you are right now for sure uh i get goosebumps just from the question um thank you just to give you a bit of of perspective on how much like the the coincidences have been happening so um you know i was fired then i went to Australia. And then at some point I was going to, I was, I just arrived in Perth and I was going to take another job uh, because I wanted to stay for another two, two months. And I, somebody gave me, like, I was just offered a job and I was just about to sign. I was like, I remember the name of the, the, the assistant giving me the name. I was like, I'm sorry, Ava. Like, I'm not going to do it. And so I gave her back the, the, the tray and I was like, I'm going home. And so I, it was five o'clock in the evening and I booked a flight from Perth to Brussels for that night, 11, 11 o'clock. So I booked my flight, flew home, told nobody I was going to come home. And that was on the 26th of April. On 28th of April, Priscilla, who's now uh, the mother of my daughter, um, texts me and she's like, hey, we're in Leuven, which is freaking crazy because she's, she's from uh, Arizona, from Tucson, Arizona. And she was there uh, with the, the Up With People group she was like preparing the group to come in another five weeks. Um, and so two days later, she texts me and she's like, um, you know, do you want to hang out? Do you want to go party? And so we go party. Um, you know, again, fun stuff happens. And uh, five weeks later, when she comes back to Leuven, um, she tells me she's pregnant. 
and I'm going to be a dad. Uh, and you know, that's, that's just the level of like, you know, in the beginning I was like, how the, how is this, you know, two days, two days. If I was there, if I came back from Australia three days later, you know, everything would be so different. And in that sense, right now, like I really see that as really life unfolding for me, even though sometimes I have to admit it is really hard to see it in the moment. But I, I, like one of the things I'm, I'm actually really proud of today is that, you know, it, and also I think this really shaped me in a very good sense and really unshackled me because, you know, try having a kid with somebody on the other side of the planet uh, from a one night stand. Everybody's got an opinion about that. Yep. Everybody, yeah. everybody around you, you can feel it, you can hear it. Um, you know, your parents are embarrassed to tell their friends at first. Uh, you know, you, it, there's so much that eventually just comes down to well, what is my choice? Yeah. What do I want? Who yeah. cares? Like in the end, you know, sure. Like, you know, your parents have an opinion, your friends have an opinion, the, their friends, friends have an opinion. And in the beginning, to be very honest with you, I was scared shitless of their opinion. I was like, what is everybody going to think? Oh no. Like I'm one of those people. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a failure shit. Like, you know, it's over. And then at some point I was like, well, actually no, like this is my decision. And I decided that I wanted to, at least tried to be in my daughter's life. And to like now, like when we Skype, it's like, oh, daddy, look at this. Oh, daddy, look at that. Like, I, I feel like I'm really succeeding at building something with Scarlett and it's super genuine and it's not conventional. It's not at all, but it's, who, who cares about convention? That's the point of, I think about going yeah, inside. That, that's the realization that I, that I also, I'm experienced and now I'm going to say something quite shocking to a lot of people. I think as human beings, we invented all these kind of rules and conventions like uh, relationships and uh, one-on-one and things like that. And, and, and this, that's what you're saying. Eh? I mean, uh, yeah, they call me dad because I also have a son. I have, there's somebody in my life who happens to look a little bit like me and I'm responsible and I call the title is, is that, but pff, I mean, is that so? I mean, it's just a title. It's a, it's a, it's an identity that I carry on. I mean, um, but if you take all these titles and all these things out, it's just two human beings. So, I mean, why should we judge somebody else? Because it doesn't comply to certain rules that we think that our society looks like. But if you look to other civilizations, um, they have some another set of rules which maybe absolutely don't com- don't comply with. So, and it's yeah, it's it's it, it's it. Sometimes people call this the matrix, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm like, I'm not saying I don't want to be part of it, but I mean, when you told me the story about about you and you and your girl, I only saw one thing. I saw love. I mean your expression your energy was all love and i'm like it's beautiful and that's it i mean and the rest is just an opinion and your truth is love 100 percent. and i think that's the whole point of you know that's why i'm so grateful that i've gotten to experience that and that's a that's a key word i think experience because you can't know these stuff it has to no like I, i feel it like it's there's no rational part of me that goes, oh, I have to call or every, it's just, 
it comes from here because I don't, I don't have that convention. Like there's no, you know, there's a hundred movies that show you how the dad just gets like fucks off and it's just the mom and, and the kid. And that's, that's, that I didn't have any reference frame. So I really had to come from, okay, what do I feel? Yeah. What, what do I want? And what do I want to give? And, and, and to be, to be true, like it just feels like love. And I think that's why to a certain degree, sure, there's always room for improvement and sure, like there's always things that could get, go better, but in at the core, and I, I think Scarlett feels this before anybody else, is that this, like, I have nothing but love for him. Uh, and same for the mom, you know, like, we didn't, we didn't get super long, but like, she understands, I'm so grateful that she understands this as well, because she's, she's an incredible, I'm so, so happy, like, literally so thankful that she's the one that I had the baby with on the other side of the world, because she's such an incredible mom. Uh, in that sense and you know it, it really creates just like you know like no we're not together um but there's love but, but, exactly, genuine, but there, it, is love. there is love exactly i mean look look at your look at your parents they were together they created babies and they were not able to communicate i mean a lot of people stay together and it's fake love is that the value you want to show i mean it's you're talking about authentic vulnerability that's what you're doing it's about the real love it doesn't matter how this the situation is uh how the how you arrange things it's love yeah yeah exactly exactly and i think you know in the in the i i i mean i obviously do a lot of meditation as well and that's what they talk about in 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 the Bhagavad Gita and, and like the buddhist teachings as well of, of about you know that being the source and really if you can really experience just you know love in a in a sense you know even fear is an expression of can be an expression of love yeah um, but it's it's actually love or the opposite is fear and a lot of people see love as a kind of uh, emotion but it's not an emotion it's something else it's love yeah it's that being state yeah. state of being where where did you get the part of of meditation where did you get that so I, that, from personal growth, um, and so diving into is it, personal, is it from Mind, Mind Valley or, or did you do yeah, uh, so Mind Valley head, head, head space or the, the six phases of meditation or fission, I assume. Yeah. yeah, that's where it started. Uh, so, so I did the six phase and then um, I heard Jay Shetty talk about like, yeah. you know, creating immersive experiences mm-hmm. um, and because at that point I was doing the sixth phase every day and it really was doing a lot for me. Um, but it's just a 20 minute meditation. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I heard Jay Shetty talk about like, you know, sometimes creating a space to really go deep and really experience something. Uh, and that's when I decided to like go on a retreat uh, where I met like this wonderful teacher. And again, no coincidence because normally like he says it's packed uh, with participants that week I was there all by myself. So uh, was it in uh, Belgium or was it uh, abroad? It was in uh, in the Pyrenees. Pyrenees, I don't know how you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, And yeah, it was this guy up in the mountain uh, who lived there with his wife and his kid and had built this awesome dojo. Uh, I think it's called a dojo or like a meditation room or whatever. And um, yeah, we just we, I went super deep. Like I meditated for like hours there uh, with him. And he had like had all these teachers all across India and he really like guided me um, 
on that path of meditation and also there like you know you you experience all these things of you know you hear all, all the benefits about meditation that I've, I've touched upon briefly with it with the with the sixth phase but for example one of the moments that was so crazy for me is you know like when you sit still after 20 minutes like everything aches like you everything hurts and this you know like this i think his name was ram he had this really deep voice and uh he was just sitting still and he heard me like fidgeting he was like tom just let it go and i was like okay well i'll try it's like just breathe into the pain and so i'm like just breathing into it and like one time two times three times and all of a sudden pain gone I'm like what 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 do you mean like the the pain was still there and uh or, or like the pain was there like three seconds ago but now it's gone like that's how powerful my mind is like holy oh fuck and then you know like i started really going deep into that and really playing with that and and, and trying to like you know it's crazy because you start to feel part of this i mean this is gonna sound super woo woo but just a, a massive energy field it's, where it's, you are it's, just it's, like you feel bliss isn't it yeah it's 100 yeah like and I it's 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 it's, with it's, it's it's something you cannot explain until you experience it that bliss feeling yeah. it's like where you feel that you cannot feel you cannot feel any longer the contours of your physical body and you're like i don't know it's 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 a very it's a feeling that you don't want to get rid of once you experience that it's i think it's the best drugs ever <laughs> for, sure, for sure for sure and what's awesome about creating that experience in those hours of meditating is that now i, I feel like i can just connect back to it when i do like a short yeah. meditation but yeah. what i what i find really fascinating is um after that trip you came back and you dumped your business plan for humane literally yeah? for um you, you 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 dumped your your brain everything on on paper and that became your business plan for your ai company yeah exactly. i mean that's i find that yeah <laughs> amazing it was it was uh well it was not an entire business plan it was more like a vivid vision uh okay. of like yeah yeah no no no, no. Yeah, yeah but it's what I just wrote down, I had this vision of like, this is what humane is going to be in three years. And I came back and, um, you know, I, I showed this thing to like Wim and like, uh, you know, the people at Kronos that yeah. were coaching us. And um, I, I just could feel that this was what it was going to be. And, um, you know, Wim was like, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, but what does that mean concretely? And I was like, okay, well, we're going to do this, this, and that, and that, and that. And all of a sudden, you just start, you know, flowing. But then, you know, but did, did you did you did you mention that to him, Tobak, uh, about um, <laughs> because I I happen to coincidentally know the guy. Um, did you mention that? Oh, I stayed on the retreat, did a meditation, and by the way, I dumped my heart out. And this is the vision. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How the hell did, did these people react to that? They're like, well, they have been sniffing. I'm very, uh, lucky. I'm very lucky that, you know, uh, I feel like I've always been respected for who I am. I've also not, never not shown that I'm this person. You know, like I've always just been like, this is this what I do, is how I think, nah. how I work. And so, um, yeah, they, Wim encouraged it. He was like, awesome. If that's your thing, cool go for it if it works awesome let's, let's see where it goes 
Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what for me is hard, and that's the thing that I've been working on now is to like, you know, one, you create that vision and you feel that vision in that moment so intensely, mm-hmm. but then everybody starts doubting everything. And because it is a thing that comes from your intuition. Exactly. And so I felt at one point I was more defending and trying to, you know, crystallize an intuition that was in the future that I, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I had the what and the why, but the how was for me to figure out in, in those three years. And what I found really hard to navigate in that time, but I've gotten better. is like, how do you, um, you know, navigate that gap? Of, of, yeah. Of- yeah. I, I have the same. Um, and the thing is what I discovered, and of course your situation is a little bit different because yeah, Kronos is, is one of your main investors or shareholders. And of course, shareholders need to see figures and a plan of, uh, how do you say that, a plan how you're going to do it and blah, blah, blah with actions. Is that, and it's something you mentioned like 15 minutes ago, the pot is unfolding while you're walking on it. And so this means that you have to surrender to the pot, even if you don't, you don't have to take care about the how. And this is something like, how, how in the hell is that possible? So, and of course, you have to put something on paper. And, and, and that's why I have like two, two, two plans. I have the intuition plan. That's my personal pot. And then I have the more like the plan that the others need, eh? which is going to fit in their thinking model. But I know from deep from my heart, I'm not going to follow that plan. But you want to see that plan just to keep your stakeholders busy and to give them something to feed because you cannot say, oh, it's Tom's intuition. Yeah, we trust that intuition is going to be okay. It, it's, it, so, so you have to play a little bit that game, you see? So, yeah. And, uh, and for, me, for me, it works. And, and it's, it's like what you're saying. It's like uh, they know who you are. They know how you work. And also, you have also built some kind of credibility. But it doesn't mean you can depend everything on that credibility because in the end, they want to see some small results. They want to see some signs sure. of, okay. Even, even me. Yeah, of course. Of course, even, even you, of course. But it's, the universe is always on time. And you cannot yeah. force it. I mean, you cannot make grass grow faster by pulling on it very true that's very true um no yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. and there's also possibility that uh I mean, the same with this podcast eh? people ask me all the time what's your revenue model what's your revenue model what's your revenue model and i was like it will come it will come and i give it time like i like when this thing started I mean, uh, I didn't know how it's going to look like because I, do, I thought I was going to do more public speaking than I, than I thought maybe I should write a book, maybe I do some videos. And then suddenly, as a result of this corona, I started this kind of conversation thing. I don't call it interview, but it's kind of... And since then, yeah, I really listen to my energy, my heart, and it's like, this is my thing. This is... You, you just mentioned, I get goosebumps of, 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 of your question. I mean... I'm so grateful that you say that because that is for me, I can now die peacefully. <laughs> that's, that's, no, this, this is the reason why I do it. It's like, this is my soul mission. This is my soul project. And I'm not going to hurry it up to fit some kind of conventional model. I'm like, 
no, 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 because amazing things happen, like meeting you, because we've met through somebody else, like, yeah, you have to meet Tom, like, okay, and then immediately you have like some kind of universal connection, like, damn, who the hell is this guy? And you cannot put it into words. Yeah, no, I, yeah, absolutely. And you just mentioned also in the, in the beginning, before the recording, that, that, that also magic, magical things are happening, like you were being on a panel um, with Rich, Richard Branson in the beginning of October. I mean, I don't, yeah, yeah, no, I, I and that, that's the, like, I've been figuring out what that dial is of, of, you know, that surrendering feeling, like you, like you say, it, I think it's really about really having faith surrendering. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, having a clarity of, you know, where, like, not necessarily where you want to go, but in a way, what, like, what, what you want to be, I feel. Yeah, and that for me is, the key for me is asking the question, is this an ego mental thing or is it really a feel thing? And therefore, I need to go into meditation to really ask me that question. Or sometimes I use a coach or somebody else who is going to challenge me on that. And then I see, okay, it's not a mental thing. Uh, especially like I changed jobs. It was the same. Eh? Am I going to do this for some kind of purpose, who I am? Or is this just to show off a nice title and blah, blah, blah? No, it's just, it feels good. It's, it's really a purpose thing. And I, I just skip the title. I don't care. Um, because I really believe when you go into that ego state, it's some kind of resistance and you cannot be, you cannot channel anymore. Like yeah, you just mentioned with the music. It's, I see my body as some kind of instrument to channel something like a, a transport mechanism, which is channeling something through my body and my ego is, is uh, if, if it's an ego with an ego thing, then I'm, in resistance it cannot flow i feel exactly in in the same way about it i think i think ego in in that way is really like i have these, these you know that, that's kind of i'm a, this is actually this is my like kind of like personal development wall and it has like a whole bunch of questions and one of the questions is like why am i so egoless because uh, i really think that you know ego is really something that 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 clouds everything uh really in a sense of like it it, it creates a barrier um i don't know i don't yeah i mean i think you you, you, are, you are you are in your own way that's the ego you are in your own way and it's going to focus you on things which how do you say that you're never going to be happy you're never going to I mean, if you focus on ego things, I mean, it's like handing, hang, having a carrot in front of you and trying to get that, but you will never get it. Your ego will, will never, ever, ever be happy because that's where it's designed for, to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can add. And where, where did you get the idea to start an artificial intelligence company? Where, where, where did you get an idea? Um, so, of course, the, the, right. the meditation, but why artificial intelligence? I mean, you know, right. it's yeah. a hype, eh? I mean, it's deep learning, is it's machine learning. Why 
the artificial intelligence. What, what, what do you find so sexy about it? <laughs> so, okay, what I, what I love um, just in general is, is, is I really love going from zero to one. Um, and what I mean with that is I really love to work with paradigm shifts and create value from those paradigm shifts of really like, you know, we've been doing this like that our whole life. All of a sudden we're doing it like that and it creates massive amounts of value. What I'm less interested in is going from one to thousand to like, you know, like optimizing all that. You know, at some point as human beings or like whatever you want to call us, is our thumbs were able to shift like this. All of a sudden we could do that. And that little change all of, a, all of a sudden made that we could like manipulate the world around us better. And like 500 years, years later, we're living in cities and, you know, like, like we're, we're sedentary and whatever, and like everything changes. And so I want to work on those things that are going to elevate in a, in a way our state of being as human beings. And I feel like artificial intelligence is that next thumb shift. It's, it's, you know, in a way, everything I, I love combined of, of, you know, like you come on these, these philosophical questions of like, what is intelligence and what, like, what, 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 how does it relate to us? Like, you know, how can you use intuition in that? Can, is that something that you can encode? Like that, those are the kind of questions that, that you can ask in artificial intelligence. And all of a sudden you're also like thinking about like, well, why the fuck are we still, you know, like doing, or so many people are doing things that they don't love eight hours a day. Like what if we could Correct. just create a societal baseline and now you, you know, elevate literally like the state of consciousness of so many people by, they have to, like they have to up level because all of a sudden they don't have a job that they hate to hide behind and get drunk in the weekend. I mean, I'm not, if that's your life, I'm sorry. I don't want <laughs> to like hate on it. If you love it, I'm super happy for you. Uh, but th there's so- That's not know, the like, reason, that's not the reason why you're here. That's not the reason why you're here. I don't think You're not here to, to long to Friday evening, spend all your money, get wasted and wake up to some kind of stranger. I don't think that's- um, I agree very much with you. I think that's that's just so empty. Uh, there's so much more, and I, I, I can I think I can talk from experience. Like I've I've been through qu quite some different stuff, and that's what makes life so awesome. You know, you don't have a high value, uh, a low value without a high mountain, and that's that's what life is about. You don't want to live that flat thing. And so, you know, once you start, you do, you know things like music or just like um, going inside yourself and and and, and trying to up level yourself and seeking for for example what's your passion like what are you good at what what do you love doing what gives you that energy that that comes from you can't explain it but in the morning you get up and you're like fucking let's go We're that's going that's again. but that's because and i i really under, i really feel that i have the same app is that people ask me also where do you get that energy that positive energy and i my answer is it's really simple i'm a man on a mission because you're 24 I'm 45. I've seen everything. I've had everything. And I'm like, it didn't make me happy. I mean, is this it? I'm going to do this for the rest of my life now? No. Uh, I'm going to find out. And once you get that to that purpose, to that man on a mission, or woman on a mission, 
I mean, then you get up every morning and you don't care if it's a Saturday or Sunday or a Monday or it's, is it 1 p.m. or 1 a.m.? It doesn't matter. You get that fuel, you get that fire burning. And of course, you have to take care. Right? You have to really listen to your energy. Okay, it's now to, time to rest. I have to sleep a lot. I have to sport. I have to eat healthy things. I have to drink lots of water. So you have to take care of your body. Yeah? Uh, you don't, I mean, I'm not saying go into a burnout or something, but it's really feeling that, that mission and com combined with that surrender, knowing that the pot is unfolding while you're walking on it. So it's like driving a car. And you only see, like to, today in, in Belgium, there was quite some fog. You're just seeing like 50 or 100 meters, but you know there's a road and it's that road. And if you just follow the path of passion and the path of synchronicities, eh? so the things that are happening that seems to like being coincidence, I mean, and these positive signs, you know, on the, you're on the right path. And if you take a detour because you are feeling some, you're happening some very strange things, you know, it's a detour, you go back on the road again. And it's that, it's just like what I mentioned about the music here. Eh? It's, it's, we are still writing verse and chorus 251, 252. And I want to play maybe a middle eight and a guitar solo eh? or an instrumental break. Okay. But we're not at the final chord yet. We're just enjoying the music. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, and and th that's why I mean, it's it's and it's also the meditation. It's really connected to the here and now, where a lot of people are living in the past or living in the future. They're not really here. Here, no. They're always thinking about like I'm gonna be happy when I get this. They're gonna. They're, gonna have this next thing and then i'll be there and then yeah they they're always thinking about you know that next friday and i think i think that's why i really am so drawn to things like artificial intelligence because this is these are technologies and it's gonna sound maybe like a little crazy and and, and people are like okay, we're not there yet but in a, if you look at it in a, in a in a philosophical way these are technologies that allow us to really go beyond ourselves and and you know like i have for example when i when i went traveling um like there was this moment where where you know all my friends when i said i was going to travel it was right after high school like all my friends were like oh you're crazy you know you're like your life is over you're never gonna you know come back again um and i was like sure if you guys think that whatever i mean but it's still like kind of played in my head and then a year later i had a skype with one of my friends and uh, I was traveling for a year and like the, I asked my friend, so are you happy with what you're studying now? Like, are you, are you glad? I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure I really like this, um, you know, but I'm, you know, whatever, like it, it was my plan. Like it, it's, it's the path that I had. And I was like, you know, that's crazy. Like going down a path that you can't feel is right for you in the sense of, 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 of not, not knowing or like not exploring, like it's okay not to know, but at least, you know, trying to take the time to explore in, in a sense that makes sense to you. And I feel like today, like we have this, this, this pattern where, you know, you go to high school, you go to the to university if you're lucky, uh, and then, you know, you graduate, get a good job. And then, you know, like the, it's the whole thing, the whole thing is ready for you. And there's no space to just be and just explore and just, you know, I don't know, go do something, go travel, go experience go do dumb drunk shit you know 
you don't have to do but any, anyway like it's and i feel like ai in that sense is a technology that's going to allow us paradoxically you know everybody's scared of like oh, it's going to take my job in a way it's going to just give us more time to be human and to really like um you know explore that and so that's that's what i'm really passionate about within within like ai and that's why I, with humane like i want to focus on uh, what I believe to be like the motors of our of our society at this, this point, which are our organizations uh, and and businesses, and I want to you know transform those first and help them make the most of the paradigm shift that AI offers, uh, and 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 implement that in ways where you know in four years they'll be like, why are we asking our people to come like forty hours a week when twenty will do, yeah. and we will still be as productive and everybody will still be as happy, and all of a sudden you get you know it scares some people because they're like. You know, even with the COVID now, they're like, what am I, what am I going to do with my life? Figure it out. Like work with it. Like figure that out. Like you can't, like don't but, hide behind that. But, but that's also, again, the thing about a lot of people are working so hard that they actually are running away from themselves and from their own emotions. And working very hard is also a very, it's a, I wouldn't call it a hidden addiction, but it's really cool to say I work 80 hours a week, uh, it's uh it's it's still a badge of honor and i'm like you have a priority problem my friend you have really a priority problem yeah i really i mean i was listening to a podcast this morning um and it was about flow flow is like the you know the peak performance state it's it's, it's a natural state who you really are by being not by doing and a McKinsey, you know, McKinsey is the the, the big, um, very well-paid uh, investigation uh, company who, who are doing <laughs> studies, who are doing studies for quite some co uh, organizations. And they have did a study about flow. And they saw that if you are in flow state for one day of your week, you are 500% more productive than somebody who is doing, yeah, nothing so this means that you can only work for one week because you're in flow state why in the hell would you then spend like 40 15 hours in non-flow state why 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 would you do that i mean why it's the same with creativity i mean i mean people think i'm being creative yeah by sitting by behind your computer my best ideas i receive through meditation by walking into nature, never, never, ever, by sitting on a computer, never, ever. And I mean, again, I don't think a human being, I think the, the goal of a human being, being is to really explore your potential and to really see, yeah. to, 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 to see what is your potential and to transform that. And how do you do that? Like what you're saying, eh? just doing things and experimenting and keep experimenting and learning. Yeah. And AI Absolutely. can replace some, I wouldn't call dummy tasks, but things. I mean, I don't believe that AI is going to replace human intelligence. Uh, I mean, creativity, because that's for me the highest form of intelligence. I don't think it will be. Can it create music? Yes. But it cannot create non-perfect music. I mean, if I just... I listened yesterday evening very late to Clocks of Coldplay and I was um, I was uh, looking for the, the chords and they're very special. The chords are quite simple, but the way they, they were put together, it was very unlogically. 
and AI can make things really logic. But this was like, this is a very special arrangement, but that makes the music music. And that's, for me, it's music. If it sounds good for you, it is good. And it doesn't have to be some kind of rationality or some kind of convention behind it. If you want to combine those chords together and you create some kind of tension and you call that music, hey, okay, fine. So, um, but I want to touch on another thing about AI is that, and this is something I really fell in love with, with your idea, because I'm such a fan of you just for that, is that one of my, and I don't, it's something I had from, from childhood is that I, uh, and I don't know where it came from, is that um, we here, we have it really good. I mean, we have everything we want, eh? food, material stuff, uh, and we have the benefit of exploring ourselves. You know, the, the pyramid of Maslow, eh? the, the highest level is the, yeah. is the, well, yeah. Eh? But a lot of people in the world, they are really at the level one. They are hungry and thirsty and they don't even have a, a roof uh, above their heads. And I said, I said to also to my son, like he's three, he doesn't understand that. I said, I'm going to build, I don't know, or help building schools in Africa, which I already did, not me, but organization who do that, that I support with by playing music for free, for instance. But then you came by the ID and that's where also you're in the panel of uh, Richard Branson of um, creating AI farms because the technology is there with the, with the Amazons and the Googles um, quite cheap by building AI farms in Africa so that the farmers no longer have to work on the, on the, on their lands, but they have access to food so they can also explore themselves. And it sounds like a crazy idea, but you're not the first who had that idea because I encountered another entrepreneur who's creating some kind of parallel internet to do actually the same. Where did you get that idea? What, what, is that like your mission? Uh, what, I mean, yeah. Uh, why, why can't you just be like some kind of Silicon Valley, Antwerp, Ghent Valley guy, just creating an AI startup, selling it for a shitload of money to, I don't know, some US tech company and then spending your money on stupid stuff. Why can't you just go for that route? But no, you want to improve the world on your 24. Why, Tom? Well, so I don't, I mean, so I have this, I can't really explain it. It's just the thing that I have these things that I, I feel them. I like it. It's, it's in, it's in my gut. Right. And so, at some point I was journaling and um, I was really, I'd been really gone deep on like, what, what are my end goals? Like, why am I, why am I here? Like, what am, where am I going towards? What, where is it? And came up with three things is one, like, um, I wanted to find my, my, my soulmates, um, my soulmate or like that, that one special person. I don't think there's one special person, but anyway, like I feel there's somebody there that I really, will connect with deeply and i want to find that person you're, you're talking uh, about romantic love in a woman or yes i don't know i, I feel anyway that was one of the things and there was another where i was like okay well i want to perform for fifty thousand people at one point with my music like that's something i want to do so next year okay <laughs> so, down. 
Uh, and the third was like, I want to impact a billion people's lives positively. Uh, and I wrote that down. I was like, I looked at it. I was like, shit, how am I going to do that? And, uh, you know, I started looking around and I was like, you know, I was Googling these things of like, okay, like, why do we still have poverty in the world? And like, there was not one site that could like answer it straightforward because there's probably no straightforward answer. But I was like, why aren't we thinking bigger? Like, you know, like we need to, we need to really think out of the box and like really. And, I, and so I started thinking about like, what, you know, what are the issues and what do I know? And how can I, you know, how can I leverage my knowledge into like, you know, solving these issues in a sense. And, you know, I saw, I, I, I came across these, these, well, most of the articles pointed to like sub-Sahara Africa, where uh, majority of the poverty is still like entrenched and literally entrenched because they're still so dependent on, you know, like having uh, good uh, deals from their, from their, um, you know, farmers uh, from their farms and so they still don't like they don't get get the good deals and all that and so i was like okay well what if we just used you know we have these technologies that are on these exponential price performance curves like literally like the you know are, are you aware of moore's law yeah of course yeah of course i work on yeah, yeah, moore's, yeah of course exactly moore's law is like okay well you know the the amount of transistors double each year for the same price so you get double the transistors for the same price this you know exponential price performance and so at some point there is a performance that is going to drop so low in cost um that we don't need to actually pay for it anymore like you know who pays who pays for texting anymore or, or things like that or like you know uh before it used to cost you at least a hundred thousand dollars to set up your website uh because you needed the server infrastructure today you can start a free tier on any anywhere uh and so technologies are becoming like they're becoming demonetized completely. So I believe the same will be happening for AI models, the same will be happening for solar energy, um, and the same will be happening for all sorts of technologies that we could use to create farms that are working in a closed loop, uh, pretty much, where um, you know, you know, like you have robots fixing the other robots that are, you know, doing the yields and all that. And like it's just one closed loop that doesn't require any human intervention whatsoever. Plus, uh, an AI has the benefit of working with multiple different parameters at one. A farmer can do that, you know, max seven or six at the same time. Um, you, AI can also go millimeters. Um, you know, uh, a farmer needs to think like in, in very big, big, big fields, hectares. And so there's, there was so much that I was like, well, we can, we could do this so much more efficiently, so much more cheaply. What would that look? like what would that look like if 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 we did that and so uh, i just started you know working there's this farm bot um in in the us that they sell and i i like they have an open source library and i started looking into okay well how could we you know uh make sure that that farm bot by itself knows already um you know that you can all do like one or two yields um and then i started looking into like those those uh hydro farms in in like containers with problem with sub-saharan africa because obviously there's not a lot of water so any, anyway, this, it's just this thing that came into my mind of like, that is one way to impact a billion lives positively. Because if all of a sudden, uh, you know, all these people have access to food, like they would not, yeah, I mean, you know, the first argument would be like, oh, you're, you know, ruining their economy uh, and everything. But the point is there, the economy by itself would become obsolete because why do we go to work? Because we need to put food on the table. Uh, but if you don't need to put food on the table anymore, and, you know, we figure out something that, you know, works with education 
uh, as well. Like there, there's, you know, a bunch of projects where they're working on these um, very easy to use iPads that yeah. can replace, yeah. that, that can, you told me. X, X price, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. X price, yeah. It is with, with a, with yeah. A, with, they don't have any batteries because there are not teachers enough to, 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 to educate people so they can educate themselves. So, uh, yeah. So exactly, so my point there is like, we can make that sort of economy that clearly doesn't work for everybody, obsolete. Uh, we just have to, you know, that's the cool thing about disruption and that's the cool thing about going from zero to one and going about paradigm shifts. Once you are in that paradigm shift and once that paradigm shift is, is in motion, you know, with all, you don't need political will, you don't need, you don't need all the leaders, it's just not like, you are changing the system and that's what we need to be focusing on. Like, you don't, what I really believe is you don't rise to level your goals, you fall to level your system. So a system, systemic pillar is creating food and having food for everybody. That, that's one of the things that, you know, keeps everybody going back to their job and like, oh, I need to provide for my family. And that's, but if you have that food for free, in an abundance, you are you are changing that system, and you are creating a system that works for everybody. Um, and so that's why why I think it's so important to work on it. And that's also why I'm I'm you know starting this this uh, other project called the Impact Billionaires, where I want to explore more of these ideas of, okay, what are ideas that could impact a billion people's lives plus like that? What you know we have the technologies, we have the possibility to do this. Why aren't we looking more into that? Uh, because there is this, you know, rat race, because there are so many people that are focused within the system that can't get, can't look at, okay, well, this system clearly doesn't work for everybody. Uh, and why shouldn't it? Why shouldn't it? Because there's people in power on top, but, you know, if you make the system obsolete, they're in power, like, in power of what, you know? So that's, that's the, that's the whole point. And that's why I was, yeah, that's the, I think this is for sure what one of my life's missions is to explore that idea and to to create something that works for everybody because why not i mean seriously like i don't know like you know you 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 meditate as well and i, I don't know i feel connected it's gonna sound so woo woo but i feel connected to so many people like there's just pure love that i feel for people that i've never met or like i mean this world is just <laughs> it's gonna sound super but it's just too pretty too beautiful to yeah. not want the best for everybody. I, I, I had a colleague today of mine and he said, uh, I had to explain something to my wife this weekend. Peter, you just WhatsApp me hearts. And he said, I have never gotten a heart from a man. And I was like, yeah, it's something I've been doing like, I don't know, since I started the podcast. I don't know where it com comes from, but it's that same expression from you. Suddenly, strangers, less strangers sending me hearts, reactions on things that I was posting. I was like, hmm? and then, yeah, I don't, I, I am not ashamed anymore of doing that. Even in a business context, I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm like, no, 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 It's about touching people's hearts. And if we can, if I can change one life at a time, it's, it's, that's, that's, yeah. Then you know exactly, and then and then I see people. Yeah, but I don't know where to start, and I don't. Yeah, but it's you. Yeah, but you are different. And I'm like, why? I mean, I'm not that different. I just believe it's possible. I see it in front of me. You, you just see drinks and 
Netflix, nothing wrong with it, by the way. No, no. It's just I see other things and I want to create. You want to consume and I want to create. That's the thing. I rather yeah. spend my time creating than consuming. That's, That's uh, yeah. Uh, now, Tom, if you would go back and you're 24, if you would go back and what, what would you say to your, I don't know, 16-year young Tom? What would you say? Or 18-year just before going to Leuven to start your uh, bachelor in computer sciences? What would you say to yourself? Ooh, that's a... Um, I think to not want to... I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It would be... I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is just, you know, I, I, when I was young, I tried to grasp everything so, so much, you know, like I tried to control. Well, not necessarily control. I tried to, um, well, maybe control in a sense and, 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 and create an environment that, that would like, you know, really, I would like, decipher myself in in an attempt to i can't really explain it it's really hard it's like i think i would just literally what it comes down to is i would tell myself just chill it's it's gonna be okay like you're gonna you're gonna be fine um but at the same time i'm also thinking like it's those states of not being fine at all that also have created me to who i am so i'm not like i don't know if i would be sitting with him right now like my my younger self i don't I, I have no clue if what i would say would be useful to him because i feel like the 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 path that i've been going on is is it, 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 it is what it was supposed to be in a sense yeah because you really mentioned something which comes from the buddhistic uh, traditions is that uh, in in the western world we see pain as a very negative thing. Whereas in Buddhism, the pain is actually the portal to enlightenment. So it's actually in that pain contains the lesson. And if you stand in that pain, there's a, there's a seed of growing. But without pain, you cannot grow. Yeah. And, and yeah. We, we run away from the pain by drugs or uh, coffee drinking cigarettes uh, watching binge watching uh, working very hard uh, having lots of sex things like that one night stands all these things running away escapism but it's really it's like you mentioned it's that roller coaster which goes up goes down and if you if you are some kind of pain it's like it's a lesson it's a growth it's it's and it's okay it's going to be okay. What is the lesson here? And it will still, you, you will, you're never there. Eh? It will still. Now, um, what, what is for you one of the best books you have ever written, uh, written, uh, write, uh, read? Read? That you recommend? Um, so what I recommend, a book that, changed my life um for sure is atomic habits by james yeah, clear yeah it's over there yeah yeah i love it yeah great book uh 
for like for sure uh then also like the code of the extraordinary mind by fishing makiani yeah and his newest book i assume also buddha and the badass a little less than uh than uh than than the first but also awesome book yeah for sure yeah. so it's over there um, is it? it's over there yeah, yeah. um and then i'm thinking i've i've read a shit ton so i i'm I'm really but those are the ones that come to mind first um also obviously richard branson's um autobiography uh losing my virginity uh because i feel like his story really he embodies in a sense just you know flowing with those things and you know when he's in these hot air balloons like he really lives life to the fullest and i feel like that's while also creating tremendous value for billions of people and also doesn't live through conventions he exactly. really fucks conventions <laughs> he does he, he, cre- he created an air an air an air an air uh, crafts uh, company and a record company that people are like are you stupid or what yeah they, uh, yeah, yeah. Or just the way he bought Maker Island, for example, mm-hmm. like the, the broker that said like, oh yeah, it's at least like two or three million. He's like, yeah, I'll give you 180, like 180,000 for it. And he got it for 180,000. Like that's, I don't, those are the, 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 that's the kind of thinking that, and the kind of uh, looking at things of, you know, that's, that's working the system, I feel. Really. That's Vision, really- Vision, Vision and, uh, and Richard know each other. Eh? He, Vision has yeah. been on the Necker Island, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, if I could go there one day, that'd be awesome as well. I'd love that's to. For, that's for in two years. That's after the tour. Yeah, okay, that works. We're going to have a busy couple of years uh, ahead of us. That, that works, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. what are you going um, to do? Just playing CEO for a couple of hours? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. Uh, by the way, we still have to jam here, by the way. Huh? You have to... That's indeed, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, but no, those I think those are three very very influential books. Uh, there's there's loads more, uh, but I'd have to like look into my uh, into my Kindle to to go through. I'm going through them mentally, but I think those are the most important ones. And within within ten years, wisdom. Ooh, it's funny because I ask that question to everybody all the time. But I don't, I don't have an answer ready. Um, in ten years, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very, very open and honest. In ten years, I want to run, um, literally, like a, a, a sort of impact empire. What I mean with that is, like, I wanna, I wanna really, cr- like, create businesses that are impact first, um, and that are really. You know, in a sense, I I really want to be like a global leader on 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 leading that paradigm shift and leading our 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 entire world through a consciousness shift that I I feel is is happening and I feel it's coming and I feel we have awesome years ahead of us, but we also have very very scary years ahead of us for a lot a lot of people, and I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 easy to 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 say like, oh, you just have to adapt and all of that. But I feel like, you know, I'd really like to create a, 
the smoothest transition possible to the next level of what it means to be human. Uh, so in 10 years, I want to be in a position where I can, from whatever perspective, but at least on, on the global scene, lead that and, 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 and push that um, the direction that works for everybody. Yeah. Oh. Tom, I, Tom, I think, uh, no, I don't think I find you an extraordinary, extraordinary human being. And also, stay who you are, man. I mean, I think you're fantastic. I'm a big, big, big fan. And I don't say that in, in an idealistic way because I, I, I'm not an idol guy, but I, I think you're just a beautiful human being. Don't change who you are. Just stay true to yourself. Give yourself, I mean, if you do that, you're one of, that's the biggest gift to humanity. Thank you very much. I'm deep, seriously, thank, thank you. I, I, thank you. Um, I mean, I think that, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a, a connection and energy that I feel very much and I, I'd really love to keep learning from you as well. Um, and I mean, I hope we can, you know, keep, having these talks with or without podcast or of course of um, course this is just the first one eh? the the seat has been planted eh? so we just find an excuse to stay connected and we have we share so much uh um passions together because uh, the music of course but also the, the the farming thing but also the thing within 10 years i'm like eh? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um our I, i'm I'm so convinced that uh, that uh, we are going to do something together. I know that for sure. Same, and I'm looking very much forward to to it. Um, yeah, I I I I think you're also just you radiate positivity, and and you. I mean, I I want to be around uh, you and people like you. So yeah, um, I'm very happy that 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 this happened. Uh, obviously, not not a coincidence. So there's no, no coincidence. No, no, there's not. So I'm very grateful having you. I wish you all the best. Lots of success. Lots of pleasure in everything you do. I see you very soon, Tom. Yeah, same for you. And thank you very much, uh, Peter. And uh, Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you yeah. soon eh? Bye bye.